Julie Bethany, and I'm so excited to hang out with you today. Welcome to the podcast that shows you how to live the life of your dreams as the best version of yourself starting today, which is what I call living vicariously through yourself. I have full confidence that you can start enjoying living the truest to yourself you ever have and manifesting the life of your dreams right away because this concept is exactly what I used to propel myself into entirely switching careers, moving across the country when I felt the pull to, and doing numerous other things with courage I wouldn't have had otherwise. I'm passionate about showing you how to find and follow the callings in your life too. It'll be like hanging with a friend and a coach at the same time as I walk through this journey with you and help you get crystal clear on what you want, who you want to be, and how to achieve both so you can start working toward living the life of your dreams today and keep dreaming for more because you are so worth having and being all you can be in this one precious life you're living. I'm excited to live it alongside you and share the tips, tricks, and encouragement you need to really move the needle in your life and achieve success as you define it. Welcome to Living Vicariously Through Yourself, the podcast. Oh, hey, I don't know where you are in the world today, but it's finally looking like summer over here in NYC, and I am here for it. When the sun comes out, buns come out, and yes, I'm talking about hair. Where did your mind just go? But amongst the scent of salty air during visits to the beach, one of which I have next weekend and I'm so excited, don't forget your sunscreen as Jonathan Van Ness would remind us, and the sound of outdoor concerts echoing through a venue, and the taste of whatever delicious morsels and drinks you've packed into your picnic baskets to bring to the park, these things often have something in common. We bring friends to these wonderful summer events. Now, whether you're emerging out of the pandemic or whatever season of life you're in, as a social butterfly or not, and maybe as an unsocial caterpillar, there's beauty in both and there's value in assessing the value of our friends. Or maybe I should say of our friendships. Now, I'm not talking about the inherent value of our friends, which is why I say friendships, because we are all created equal after all and should all be valued most basically as the incredible miracle of human beings we are. But I'm referring to the value each person brings to your life specifically in the friendship you have with them. Some friends, as we know, add a lot of value to our lives and a lot of love and excitement and nurturing and fill us back up when we're depleted. And there are other friends who, unfortunately, do the opposite. Some friends may be more toxic for us and perhaps stress us out or take our time without returning that same refreshment and we feel like we're pouring ourselves out constantly and using more energy on the relationship than we're getting re-energized or filled back up with. Spring cleaning can apply to more things than clothing and let me tell you, My roomies and I have all been spring cleaning our closets recently, and shoot, I have a huge mess in my room here, and it genuinely looks like an explosion because I have literally gone from apartment to apartment for the past 10 years, that's for the past decade, friends, bringing things from place to place and not thinking about it. 
all stuff I don't need, stuff sometimes I haven't worn for 10 years. Whoa. It pretty understandably stresses me out. But that's why I'm cleaning now, no matter how long it's taken me to do so, or how many times my colleagues have heard me at work repeat, this weekend I should clean my closet out. And we can do the same with evaluating and spring cleaning our friendships, no matter how long it's taken us to arrive at that conclusion that we need to. Now, when I suggest it may be time to reevaluate some friendships, I bet you there is someone or someones who came up in your mind immediately, and that person or those people may need to be the people we start with. So, how do you assess the friendships in your life? We can absolutely admit here it may seem a little weird to think about the prospect of cleaning out toxic relationships in our lives, but Just like you'd evaluate your diet if you keep getting sick, even if what you ate was delicious, in that moment, it's important to help keep you not only running correctly and efficiently, but also running toward your dreams without people who are holding you back in your old ways or their chosen ways of approaching life that you don't like to participate in, but feel peer pressured into or anything that isn't supportive of your best self and the life you're reaching for. Now, like Jimmy Cricket tells Pinocchio, and also the only line I remember from that movie from childhood at all, aside from, I'm a real boy, he says, let your conscience be your guide. If you feel in your mind and heart, in your conscience, that a friendship isn't serving you or the both of you, then there may need to be some adjusting, right? Relationships don't always need to be tossed out with the banana peels, and yes, you should add that to your phrase library, even though I totally made it up. But you may need to adjust some relationships in your life, though there are some that you may discover need to be removed entirely from your life for the good of one or both parties so that your life can truly become a party and not a drag because you'll let go of those dragging you down. Now, Glennon Doyle talks about a knowing that you have in your heart in her incredible book I'm pretty sure I've mentioned previously, along with that concept on this podcast called Untamed. There is a knowing you have for the health of your relationships, regardless of if you spend time actually thinking about it or admit it to yourself or not, or if you deny its lack of health when your other friends point it out. But regardless, let's look at our friendships and evaluate. Okay, so great friends to keep in your life or even spend more time with are obviously the ones that make you feel like the best version of yourself already, but also encourage you to grow and create a safe space for that. They're your ride-or-die homies that you feel comfortable with, feel seen and heard by, and whose energy matches or even raises your own. You leave feeling better than you felt when you started hanging out with them. They're there for you, and you could call them at 2 a.m. if you needed to talk about anything and they'd listen and talk you down when you're stressed. You could go for a while without talking because of busy schedules, but know that it'll be the exact same as when you left off and the same amount of wonderful when you see them next. Of course, this is the kind of friend you want in your life, 
often. And if you need a little encouragement in your life, maybe you want to schedule some more time with these amazing pals of yours. These are the true friends who will make you feel better in any circumstance. Now, good friends, on the other hand, as opposed to great friends, these are good friends, are the ones whose relationship is growing with you and who have the potential to become those great friends. If the relationship is consistently nurtured, they're the ones who you see every now and then, but who may not know your deepest, darkest secrets or shallowest, brightest dreams like having perfectly white teeth someday. Now, that's a true dream I had and acted on. I'm being real, shallow, but fabulous. It's fine. But aside from the pearly white fantasies of your own, you do or don't reveal to them. These friends are sometimes those that come or go in seasons, though all friendships can. Like maybe they're friends whose friendships we re-redeem from before. Or maybe they're colleagues who you love spending time with during the workday or over Slack or whatever chat platform you use, but you don't necessarily hang out with them in your free time. These are good friends to have in your life too, because they can make an otherwise potentially mundane workday more exciting. They can spruce up a wedding you're both invited to as guests. They can be fun to hang out with at a COVID safe birthday party, for example, but you can decide if you keep them in this category or attempt to spend more time with them with more intimate details of your life shared over coffee to move them into the great friends category. It's also perfectly fine if you keep good friends in the good friends category because sometimes in the line of work you're in, you might not want to share as personal details and that's okay too. Meanwhile, I'm a complete oversharer, so all of my colleagues know all the weird stuff about me. Anyway, Now, there are friends who are, let's say, party friends, perhaps, as a good label for them. Party friends are the friends who you know you can have a good time with, but you don't share your super intimate parts of your life with, and who you can count on to have a good time with, but who wear you out if you spend too much time with them. I have a few party friends in my life who I love, but keep at arm's length because... The party scene just isn't my scene, for example, even if I love socializing. I just prefer we all spend time doing a game night or on the beach or in the park instead of at the full-on ragers of the past I'm sure you can envision me attending. LOL to that, am I right? Anyway, these friends are reserved for special events like your favorite little black or sequin dress in your closet. They're reliable to support us once or twice a year and make for a really fun time, but they should be taken out only those couple of times. Great people, not our best friends, but faithful for the occasion. Next, there is a random type of friend I'd call a fair weather friend who pretty much the title explains what they are pretty intuitively, but like fans who only follow sports teams who are in a winning season. There are some friends who only connect with us when things are going well in our or in their lives, or when it's convenient for them to connect with us. These are the type of people who only want to participate or associate with us in our winning seasons, but don't care to walk through the hard stuff with us in our not-so-winning seasons. 
This type of friend can potentially have an ulterior motive, not always, but can, for associating with us, like connections they can gain from spending time with us, or they are in a place to help us through our hardship as they work through their own. This is a good reminder that often the way people engage with us is a reflection of how they're engaging with themselves and the hardships they're experiencing in their own lives. Either way, this sort of friend seems to only appear in our lives when we're winning. But let me ask you a question you already know the answer to. If someone isn't willing to go through the hardship with you, then are they really deserving of the wins that come out of the struggle if they weren't around or willing to help you through the struggle? We should have friends that give and get both mutually, and this sort of friendship tends to take from us only. This type of friend isn't the greatest. Now, this is more common with party type friends, but sometimes there are people in our lives who pressure us into something we don't want to participate in. That brings me to the thought that when we've shared our boundaries with someone, no matter what type of friend they are, for example, I don't want more to drink, thank you, or I don't intend on staying out past 1am or 9pm even, or I don't want to make out with that rando stranger and I don't want to be forced to fill the blank, etc. They should respect those boundaries. The opposite of respecting your boundaries is attempting to peer pressure you into one more drink, extending your curfew, making out with whatever germs that rando has, etc. And that is, by the way, disrespecting you and is not okay. I have friends who actively protect my boundaries and those friends I've started hanging out with more. They're the kind of friends who know I don't drink a lot and when I say, okay, I'm done, literally explain to whoever is new to who we're hanging out with that we never pressure her into having more. I have other friends, on the other hand, who I no longer spend time with because they're the kind who, when I say I don't want another, I don't know, daiquiri because it's watermelon sugar in a glass, (laughs) shows you how much I am not a drink connoisseur. Uh, But when I say I'm done for now, they attempt to purchase it for me or order another round of shots to try and get around my request, aka around my boundary, we can agree that's not okay, right? These are the friends we need to distance ourselves from, the ones who break our boundaries so we can participate in something with them sometimes and not always, but sometimes because they feel bad that they don't have boundaries. So they try and break others, even if it's unintentional. I call this type oversteppers. They might invite themselves over or not. Listen, when you share, you're spending the weekend alone to regain your energy and keep trying to schedule with you after you said no, for example. They do not care about consent, which is not okay, of course. Now, there are oversteppers and then there are just plain toxic friends that make us feel bad about ourselves directly. Oversteppers may indirectly convince you to be someone you're not, thus leaving yourself feeling worse after spending time with them. But toxic friends are people that leave us feeling way worse about ourselves than when we started hanging out with them on any given day. They might say things about your weight, for example, like, I think you'd feel better if you lost 10 pounds. Ew. Or it might be more indirect, like, I could never eat the diet you do. I would feel so disgusting from 
putting junk in my body. Those comments are downright rude and you should never have to spend time around someone who claims to be your friend, but makes you feel like the worst version of yourself who can never get better. Great friends, on the other hand, hold us accountable to change when we have shared something within our mutual trust for one another that we want to change, but they do it out of love and in a loving way, and that's the difference. These sorts of people, however, make comments that are not out of love or support for us, but rather to attempt to do things like put you down to make themselves feel better about themselves, which is not cool. Now, this leads me to the thought that how you feel when you're around people and after you've spent time with them is the best indicator of what sort of friends you have. So, what sort of friends do you have in your life? Think of the people in your life as we recap. Oh, hey, popping in to see if we're on that level of friendship yet where you want to hang out outside this podcast. If you do, feel free to join me and pop on over to juliebethany.com or on Instagram at juliebethany or at Vicarious Podcast. See you there. All right, so think of the people in your life as we recap. Great friends, good friends, then come party friends, then the not so great fair weather friends, to oversteppers and unfortunately toxic friends. P.S. You can also be one of these types of friends in someone else's life. What type of friend are you? Some interesting food for thought for later. So now that you've identified what sorts of friends you're engaging with, here's how to see if the friends who are just good friends or party friends can become great friends. Then we'll talk about how to see if fair weather friends, oversteppers, and toxic friends can be redeemable in friendships. I am a big fan of grace, but there are also boundaries that we need to have in place. So, first for the good and party friends, if you want to keep them in those categories, cool, but if you want to see if they can become great friends, then my recommendation is to do one short, maybe hour or couple hour one-on-one hangouts at a coffee shop or the like where you can get to know them outside the normal setting you see them in, i.e. work every day or at a rando's party every few months, or hopefully you know the person whose party you're attending. But anyway, I would come ready with a topic you can talk about that's a little deeper than surface level, like what their life was like growing up or what they did before coming to the company you work at together or their biggest romance fail, or things of that nature that are a little deep but not too deep. Unless you're also willing to go there super deep with them, and they seem comfortable enough to share that part of them. People, by the way, totally feel closer to you when you share vulnerable things with them too. So think of a topic you can share with them that feels a little vulnerable, but that you're willing for them to know, and who knows? They might end up sharing something vulnerable too because you're starting now to develop that trust. It's also helpful to genuinely listen to the people you're interacting with as always, but having a fun convo that involves something a little deeper is helpful for forming tighter bonds. 
And what's my personal favorite question to help get people excited and vulnerable all at once? You've probably guessed it already because of the theme of this podcast, but I love asking people about their dreams. What do they want out of life? That can help you both connect and follow up with them to keep that connection growing if it's something you want to do. And how do you follow up well? You listen. It makes people feel heard and cared for, and that's a basic human need and a requirement for good or great friendships. It can be super fun to potentially see if we can turn a good or a party friend into a great friend, but what can we do? And can we see if fair weather friends, oversteppers, and toxic friends can be redeemable in friendships? Most likely moved into party friends or good friends. Each has a little bit of a different test, I'd say, to see if they can emerge from their current friendship status into a better one. Now, to see if a fair weather friend can be transformed into a good friend, we want to see if they can participate in helping us and us helping each other through something that isn't going the best in our lives. We don't have to get super deep in the creep with them, but if you bring up one small thing that you're hoping will change in your life, it may help them open up too and will definitely show you if they care to keep chatting with you or stay in contact with you if you share something that isn't considered part of a typical quote-unquote winning season. Fairweather friends also sometimes expect to get something out of you. So if you normally pay for dinner because they've been going through it, but it's been one too many times of them relying on that, before you even order, I would ask the waiter in front of them, for example, if you're able to have separate checks at the end before anyone even orders so you don't catch them off guard. But it also sets the expectation right off the bat that you will be paying for your own meals. For the fair weather friends going through something tough in their lives, and that's why they may not have the capacity to take on others' burdens as easily, see if you can celebrate some wins with them of their own or if the thing they're going through you can relate to or ask advice for them from. Then the true test, see if they stick around or if you even want them to. You can decide too that you don't want to continue the friendship. You also have a say here. Share your losing moments and see if they're supportive in those too. Now, how to say no or reinstate your boundaries with oversteppers. Before you get drinks, maybe you text that person the expectation that you're only going to have one on that particular evening because you have a big presentation tomorrow or just because like you actually don't have to give a reason. But reset the boundary. Tell them it's important to you and that you don't want to be doing anything beyond that and see if they comply and if they respect that. If they break your trust again or try to, it's definitely time I'd say to stop hanging out with them in that capacity or at all because it shows they do not respect your wishes or you. Toxic friends now are the best ones to give up in your life, but having grace for them can look like letting them know when they say something about your body weight or boyfriend or whatever and it's not cool and doesn't make you feel good. If they push back or argue or continue to do something you've told them doesn't make you feel good, it's an easy way to see they also don't respect you and aren't good or healthy people to have in your life. 
So it's time maybe to make yourself busy or unavailable to their request to hang out or talk or let them know the friendship isn't working for you or whatever you're most comfortable with. It can or doesn't have to be a heart-to-heart talk because some people will try and gaslight you out of taking action to ditch them for some self-respect. They may, on the other hand, see their wrongdoing and become better friends, and that's great. But if they don't, definitely time to leave that friendship because it's not a friendship in the traditional sense of the word. Now, how to keep nurturing the good and great friends, share your heart with them, spend time with them, learn their love languages, and take care to lend your hand helping them if it's acts of service or if their love language is words of affirmation, shoot them a kind and specific text like, hey, you rocked your presentation yesterday because you had a really huge handle on what's going on in the business and I loved your idea about using sustainable cutlery. You are so amazing. I think that would be a great idea for a next event and I just love that you thought of that. Make it specific. If they love quality time, schedule and spend quality time with them. Set up a nice coffee date for you and your pal. Be intentional. Intentionality and specificity is key because it makes people feel heard and loved because you're loving them in the way that their love language lends you to and it makes them feel loved, truly. One of my best friends, Kayla, sends me the cutest cards as a surprise often with cats on them in different seasons and it's the sweetest thing and I love getting them. It's her way of showing love and it's nurturing our across the country, long distance friendship. We also have what we call put calls every few weeks to catch up and put means homie in French in case you're wondering. But those friendships are so special and nurturing and when you nurture them in the way that special friend loves or needs is really important to keep growing that friendship and for a fulfilling life relationally for yourself. Relationships really do make a big difference, if not the biggest difference in our life satisfaction. So it's important to nurture and grow the great ones and prune back the other ones holding us back and plant the seeds of new friendships surrounding ourselves with the type of people we want to be around and who will help us move into that next step of the best versions of ourselves and our lives. Finally, I have a bonus category of friends for you. Growth friends pull you outside your comfort zone and are the kind of people we interact with to grow ourselves. They are the kind who have successfully started a business like we want or have or are in our small Bible study groups from church and help keep us on track to become the best versions of ourselves and walk alongside us or show us how to live the best versions of our lives, either because they're striving for the same things we are too, or because they've already accomplished something we want to and can show us how to get there. You can often find this sort of tribe at your gym, maybe they take the same fitness classes as you, or at your church where you can join a small group or at events about how to grow your business if that's what you need. They can also be mentors that you sign up to work with or groups of people working toward your dreams together in a mastermind sort of situation. Growth friends are priceless like great friends are even if growth friends are there for only seasons as mentors. 
they make a huge impact and really help you spring from one season to the next. All right, so those are my thoughts today, and I hope you get to truly think through the types of relationships you have with friends and family. And even family members can fall into those categories, by the way, but it has been said many times that you are the sum of the five people you hang out with the most. So make sure you surround yourself with great people, even if it's virtually through conversations with your besties across the country like mine are. I hope you feel the love this week, and I hope you do one thing this week to grow a good friendship into a great one, and one thing this week to let a great friend know you appreciate them by doing something that serves their love language. And you can also ask what theirs is if you don't happen to know. The five love languages can be researched online, but they are words of affirmation, one, two, quality time, three, physical touch, four, acts of service, and five, receiving gifts. You can even take free quizzes online to help you discover your top ones. Because generally, people have ones that are more important than others to them, even though they're all very nice. Get creative with how you love your friends. It's fun, and when you care for them well, they tend to care for you well too. Thanks for tuning in as always, and I hope you have a great rest of your day and week, and I can't wait to see you next time or talk to you next time, really. And it is okay if you listen today and realize that there are some friendships you need to maybe sort of phase out of your life. And it's okay if you heard these things and thought, ooh, I could be a better friend in some categories. I myself can be a better friend in some of these categories that I'm even telling you about. So lean on those five love languages for the ones that you love and really think about who is creating a healthy, wonderful life to live with you through your friendships. All right, go and make me proud, but most importantly, go and make yourself proud. See you next time, or talk to you next time. Okay, bye. Speaking of friends, please share this podcast if it's something that helped you today, or if you come across a particular episode that you think would be great for your pals. I would really appreciate it, and I hope that you enjoy your week. Okay, bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I can't wait to see you back here next time to share with you more practical tips, tools, and encouragement for how to live the life of your dreams as your best self starting now. If you want to take this journey with me, go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already so it's easier to see when a new episode appears. And if you think it'd help a friend, feel free to pass it along too. I have even more exciting content on the way, but because this podcast is all about providing you the most value possible and helping you on your journey to the life of your dreams, I'd love to hear your feedback. So let me know in the comments what you'd like to hear about in future episodes too. You can also put your wins there so I can celebrate alongside you. I'm so excited to walk each step of the way with you and see all you'll accomplish and become. Enjoy your week and I'll catch you next time when we can celebrate you being even closer to living the life of your dreams because you are so going to crush living vicariously through yourself this week. Go shine bright so others can see your light and know it's possible for them to achieve their dreams too. Because you going for your dreams just might be the inspiration for someone else to go for it and pursue their dreams too. I can't wait to see you next time.